Exodus 15. We want to begin reading at verse 21 and read uh, verse 1 and read down to verse 21. I'm not going to start backwards. Um, it's on page 57. If you'd like to use a Bible from the church, it should be there in the pew in front of you. Otherwise, Exodus chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. This is God's word for us this morning. And here's what God says. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea, and his chosen officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them, and they went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send them, you send out your fury, and it consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The floods stood up in a pile. The deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand will destroy them. You blew your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretched out your hand. The earth swallowed them. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard they tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now, now are the chiefs of Edom dispaid, dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All of the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are still as a stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them on your mountain, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which, you have, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. For when the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang uh, to them, Sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider He has thrown into the sea. You may be seated. Father, thank You for Your Word. 
There's no word like your word. It is eternal. It is perfect. It is, it is performative. It is transformative. And we pray that your word would do its work in our hearts and lives this morning. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Israel has been rescued from Egyptian captivity. The Lord has destroyed Pharaoh and, uh, and, and all of the, the armies of the Egyptians. And now what we've just read is Israel's response to the mighty, rescuing, redeeming, enemy-defeating work of God. Moses leads Israel in song. And up to this point, we've, we've traced the theme that behind everything that the Lord has done this far is, is so that he, he does what he does so, so that his people would know that he is the Lord. And wonderfully and beautifully, they, they capture that sentiment in this song. Two things I want us to note quickly, briefly, as we make our way through some of this song or passage that we've just read. First of all, um, the features surrounding the Redeemer's song. And then secondly, and we won't spend as much time in the second point, most likely, but, but the focus spotlighting the Redeemer's song. First of all, just some features. This song is, well, it's a song. The, the, the singing is it's singing, right? Uh, uh, and and um, it's, it's singing um, or, or a song that is maybe, in a sense, more closely akin to a victory chant. I remember in 1973, my brother's uh, uh, college football team made it all the way through regular season without a defeat, and, and, uh, and, 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 and they made it in deep into the playoffs. They ended up third in the nation that year in NAIA, small school, and, 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 and it was fun to go to every single football game, and for at the end, toward the end of the game, after they had decidedly won, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the fans would, would do a victory chant. Now, I don't know that it would be appropriate for me to recite that chant this morning, but it was a victory chant. Well, this is, this is something akin to a victory chant. It's a, it's a fight song, if you, if you would. It's an it's, it's a, it's a anthem of deliverance. It's a hymn of praise. Look at some of the structural features of this song. Verse 1, it says, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. Or, or even skipping down to verse 20. That's the first part of verse 1. Skipping down to verse 20, um, it says, uh, Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, which makes her the sister of Moses too. I don't know why he didn't say that. But uh, uh, took a tambourine in her hand. So obviously this is years before Baptist came into existence, but uh, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And they sang this song. And, and did, you, did you notice the second part of verse 1 is picked up again in, in uh, verse 21. Uh, it's almost kind of a refrain, a chorus, if you would, and it almost feels like there's um, a back and forth. I think they call that antiphonal kind of singing. Right? Yeah. The problem with me commenting on a song is you'll, it, I'm not very, I'm not, I, well, I didn't do well in music appreciation class in college, but 
Um, but in the second part of verse 1, and, and what Moses and the people began to sing to the Lord, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. And did you, did you see that's picked up again in verse 21 as, as, as Miriam and the ladies um, kind of uh, uh, respond to what Moses and the people have sang? That they, they, and, and Miriam sang uh, to them, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The other, the other quick structural feature is it seems to me, again, it's maybe hard to definitively defi- de- de- decipher these things, but it seems to me that what unfolds then in the body of this song is probably about three verses, and I say that because there's something of a pattern here. Um, verses 2 through 6 is probably the first verse. Verses 7 through 11 is the second verse. And uh, verses 12 through 16 or 17 is probably the third verse. So, so that's more Baptistic, three verses. But I uh, uh, but still don't know about the tambourine part yet, uh, and particularly the dancing. But, but it, in verse 5, uh, it, it, uh, in verses 5 and 6, kind of the end of the first verse, he, uh, he, he, he uh, expresses, O Lord, and, and then mentions the word stone. Like they have sunk to the bottom like a stone. And then in verse 10 and 11, verse 11, it picks up, O Lord, again, but, but verse um, 10 speaks of them being sunk like lead. Uh, and then in verse um, 16 and 17, O Lord is picked up again, but then, but then verse 16, even as it projects into the future, talks about how the enemies of God will sink like a stone. So stone, lead, stone, in other words, whatever, they're at the bottom there. So, and, 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 and that seems to be the, uh, the repetition that, that maybe de- deciphers the, the three verses. And, and, and yet the crescendo then is probably, uh, I don't know if you call it a crescendo or not, but verse 18, the Lord will reign forever and ever. Let me, let me mention a few other things about this feature of this Redeemer's song. And um, as I can decipher it, this is the, the first recorded song of worship in the Scriptures. Appropriate timing. The people of God have been redeemed. The enemies of God have been defeated. And so it's very appropriate for, for that work of God to prompt worship in the hearts of God's people. And that worship be expressed through this song, through this singing. So, uh, but, but that begs the question, what is it? What is it about a song uh, as it interfaces with Christianity? What is it about singing uh, that is so integral to the life of Christianity? Well, a couple of things we could say. First of all, the Lord delights to hear his people sing. Psalm 96, verses 1 and 2. Oh, sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless His name. Tell of His salvation from day to day. Or Psalm 46, and this is just a quick sampling. We could... We could run this into the ground, but Psalm 47, 1, clap your hands, all peoples, shout to God with loud songs of joy. God delights to hear his people sing. But there's another element as to why singing and songs are so integral to the Christian experience. Guess what? Not only does the Lord delight to, to hear his people sing, the Lord delights to sing to his people. 
An amazing passage in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. It says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. What is it then about singing? What is it about the song? Well, uh, there's something marvelously wonderful about singing. Not only because the Lord delights to hear it and the Lord delights to do it. Psalm 147 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. For it is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. Not only does singing honor the Lord but it helps us as well. And it helps us, I would suggest, in at least three ways. We could go longer. We could, we could mention more reasons, perhaps. But, but songs and singing can reflect our emotion and our affections to the Lord. Music, the combination of, of lyrical poetry with musical notation and arrangement moves us. And yet, and yet, what I want to consider for a moment, I don't have time to go in that direction, how music moves us. What I want to consider now is, is, is not how music moves us, but why it is we could be moved to sing a song. The worship of God through the wonderful provision of songs and singing, is not first and foremost to create something in us emotionally. It does do that. But singing is to communicate something that has already affected us emotionally. It does both. But, but, but what we see in this passage is not how the, how the guitar lick or the drum beat emoted them to sing. It was how the hand of God had, had intervened in their life in a moment of despair and desperation. How God stepped in and rescued them and how it was that act of God that emoted them to sing. Isaiah 57, in verse 11, it says, Let the ransomed of the Lord, um, uh, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, for they have obtained gladness and joy and sorrow, and, and sighing shall flee from them. And now what's interesting is Isaiah 57, 11, in the context of how the ransomed of the Lord will sing, the preceding verses revisit God's work of delivering Egypt, uh, it, it, delivering Israel from Egyptian captivity. In other words, uh, Isaiah is looking back to this exodus here, and he's pointing the people of Israel forward to a future exodus. And, and what he's saying is that when, and when you're redeemed again, the, you, the ransomed ones, will sing to the Lord you see, the this, this song of Moses here in Exodus 15 is, is, a, is a joyful response to the Lord's mighty acts. 
It is, it is what God has done that has prompted or moved Israel to sing. We think about that because in our own culture, we are very accustomed, and it's, it is true, it is true, we are very accustomed to gauge worship based upon how the worship experience has prompted emotion in our hearts. And, and that's true. There's no getting around that. And, and, and yet, what I'm, what I'm wanting to, to push on and, and suggest that, that this is not uh, the emotion of worship merely triggered uh, by a, a musical arrangement. This, this is the, the emotional singing worship of God triggered by an apprehension of the mighty work of God. That's why it is so crucial when we, when we think about it in light of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul would write, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. In other words, as the word of Christ dwells richly in our hearts, then that prompts our hearts to sing psalms and hymns and songs of praises to our God with thanksgiving. Second thing. So worship uh, songs can reflect the, uh, uh, our emotions and affections to the Lord. Song, songs and singing remind us about the truth of God. There's so many wonderful gifts folded into this thing called music or singing or songs. But another reason why is because uh, music or songs help us to learn Help us to remember what we learn. Now, that's, that's true in all aspects of life. Music boosts our memory. You want me to sing the ABC song for you? How about the books of the Bible? You want me to hear, you want to hear a rendition of that? How, 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 how about the list of uh, presidents of the United States? You see, the... the I went to a classical conversation presentation, and, uh, and, and in 13 minutes, they sang a song that, defi- that, that outlined the history of the entire world. Like, wow. You know. But anyway, you see that um, some, there's something in, in the design behind music that the Lord has designed, that, that the rhyming and poetical arrangement of lyrics coupled with uh, uh, tunes, they, they powerfully teach. And it's a powerful memory device. Oh, that's why it is so important that what, what we do sing as we gather, what, what you sing during the week, it, that's, that's your call. Uh, turn on Spotify or Pandora or the radio or whatever and listen to whatever your heart's in, uh, content. But when we gather in this room, it, it better be true things that we are singing about. Why? Because music it, it, it embeds itself into our hearts and it aids in our learning and our memory. We, we want to walk out of here having tried to remember true things about God. It's a stewardship of our time that we're not here to sing silly songs uh, arranged in silly ways. We, we are here to remember wonderful things about our God. And we want to intentionally do that through music because that aids in the entire memory uh, and memorization uh, process. 
There's a passage in Deuteronomy 31. This is toward the end of Moses' life. So this is down the road from Exodus 15. And, and, uh, and, 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 and Moses is about to leave. He's about to pass away. Uh, but, he says, but he says, now therefore write this song down and teach it to the people of Israel. In other words, I want you guys to remember this. And the best way to remember it is to write it down and sing it. A third thing, singing and songs can reflect our emotion and our affections to the Lord. Uh, singing and songs can remind us about the truth of our Lord, and singings, singing and songs can help us to realize our unity in the Lord. Now, now music does not unify. In fact, uh, uh, we've become so persnickety in our stylistic considerations that uh, music actually kind of divides uh, in our culture today. And, and yet Jesus unites. So it's imperative that if Jesus is uniting the songs that we sing, stylistic considerations notwithstanding, but the songs that we sing are songs that attempt to point us to Jesus so that our hearts are being united around something greater than ourselves and our preferences. Psalm 57, verses 7 through 9 says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Oh, singing gives us a chance to, to focus on something that is much more wonderful and greater than ourselves. And then quickly, those are some features surrounding the Redeemer's song. Quickly, I want to look at the second point for just a bit, the, the focus spotlighting the Redeemer's song. Well, who's the focus of this psalm uh, or of this song that Moses has written? It's fine to call it a psalm, but it's a song. Um, well, the, the Lord is the focus. There's no ambiguity here as to who or what this song is about. There's no vaguity that we, we, couldn't, uh, we wouldn't altogether be sure because of the vague pronouns if we're talking about God or your boyfriend. We're, we're talking about the Lord God here. We're talking about His mighty acts here. And, and there's two things in general, I think, that, that just as it focuses upon the Lord, there's two broad sweeping uh, emphases about the Lord that are focused on this song. First of all, uh, I am amazed at the explicit statement there in verse 3 about the Lord. The Lord is a man of war. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be improper to just translate the Lord is a warrior. We just stand, well, first of all, we've just seen that played out. And, and this song, uh, this song poetically describes that. At the breath of your nostrils, verse 8, the waters piled up, the floods stood up in a pile, the deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. 
And yet as it emphasizes the, the, the warrior-likeness of our God. It doesn't mean he's peevish, and it doesn't mean he's got a short temper. It doesn't mean he flies off the handle at just at nothing at all. But it, 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 it means that he does battle for his people. The reason why it's scary to mess with the Lord's people I mean, that's not scary in and of itself. What are we? But the reason why it's scary to mess with the Lord's people is you done got the Lord all riled up. The enemy said, I will pursue, verse 9, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have the fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand will destroy them. You blew your wind and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty warriors, waters. Verse 6, he is the warrior who shatters the enemy. Verse 7, he is the warrior who overthrows his adversaries. Uh, verse 10, as we just said, he is the warrior who sinks the enemies to the bottom of the sea like lead. So this first movement of the focus of this song is upon the Lord, the Lord as a warrior, as they are, as they are immediately reflecting back upon what the Lord has just done for them. They've seen it with their own eyes, and now they interpret what they, sing, what they saw through this beautiful song of praise to God. But there's a second aspect of it, and, and, and something begins to, to, to shift in about verse 13 from, from an emphasis upon uh, the Lord as He's just immediately done a work of, of, of defeat over the enemies of God. But as the people of God face what's next, this, this song begins to strengthen their hearts give them steadfast hearts in light of what's next. Look at verse 13. It says, you have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. In other words, God, you, you have guided and led your people. We talked about that last week as it was played out in the actual event of, of the Red Sea, the crossing of the Red Sea. And, and, and yet now that's put to lyrical notation here. They are, they, and, and, and what they're doing, and so doing, they're shifting gears. They're, they're not only rehearsing a focus upon what the Lord has just done, but, but now they're shifting a focus on what the Lord will continue to do. He, and, and, and this song is meant to give encouragement to their hearts as they look forward, as they travel through the wilderness, as they, as they make it to Mount Sinai and, and beyond. Here's what they can know, and that is the, the people around them are catching wind of the mighty act of God at the Red Sea, and they are out of their wits with fear. Look at verse 14. The peoples have heard, they tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are as stone. 
The focus upon God shifted from God. God is the mighty warrior who destroys his enemy to God as the guiding shepherd and defender of his people. Yes. You have led with your steadfast love. Uh, you, by your hand, you have guided them. And that's still in play. That's still in play that, that, that the very God who did this marvelous work of delivering Israel from Egyptian captivity is now the mighty God who will guide their hand into the land of the Philistines, into the region of the Canaanites, into the kings of Moab, and, 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 and dread has already fell upon them. And why does he tell them that? So that dread will not fall upon them, so that their hearts would be prompted even further by the rehearsal of these truths to, to sing God's praises with great confidence and joy and hope and peace. And of course, those two aspects of what the Lord had immediately done as a warrior who defeats the enemies of his people and now the shepherd who guides and defends his people, there's something of an apex there in verse 11 where he just says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? There's, there's nothing like you. There's no one like you. They've just witnessed that, and, and now that reality of what they've just experienced can be the same reality that will guide them forward to Mount Sinai and beyond. We, we have a God who is above all gods, who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders. You stretch out your right hand, and the earth swallowed them. So then he concludes with the Lord in verse 18. The Lord will reign forever and ever. That's, that's, that overlaps with why we celebrate the arrival of Christ at Christmas time. The, the, the focus around the Lord Jesus Christ and his entrance into this world is, is, is a reminder um, of the protection that God has promised his people. He is good to keep his promises. And, and that conjoined with the protection that the Lord has around his people, a reminder of the destruction and the judgment that falls on all who oppose God's plans and oppress God's people. You see, even though we gather just a few days before Christmas, there's no expiration date on this song in Exodus 15. The themes, the focus, the wonderful truths of God's redemptive enemy-defeating work that, that the people of Israel sang so many thousands of years ago is the same themes, the same truths, the same focus upon the same God that we can sing about this morning and that still yet down the road we will be ever singing about. Part of why I say that is because in Revelation chapter 15, 
as we're, as we're, and there's so much music going on in the book of Revelation, so much singing going on in the book of Revelation, but, but one of the songs, interesting enough, one of the songs, listen to what it says in verses 3 and 4 of, Exodus, of, of Revelation 15, and they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, great and amazing are your deeds. O Lord God the Almighty, just and true are your ways. O King of the nations. As we celebrate Christmas, it's perfectly legit to borrow the same themes that, that flow through many of the appropriate wonderful Christmas carols that, that hone in and highlight upon the redemptive work of God in Jesus Christ. And, and, and who was born there in the manger was none other than the king of the nations. Just as the Lord delivered the people uh, in the Old Testament by means of the Passover lamb, and, and while he did that, he simultaneously judged the Egyptians, which led to their destruction in the Red Sea. So now, even this morning, we sing the song of Moses, the, the song of the Lamb, because Jesus is the true Lamb of God. And even today, right now, all who look to Jesus will be pardoned by the blood of Jesus. And yet, all who refuse to look to Jesus will face the eternal judgment of the King of the nations. There will, there will come a time that every one will wonder who is like you, O God, among the gods. For God's people, we will, we will wonder that in, in amazement resulting in our salvation. For those who do not belong to Jesus, they will wonder that to their, to, to their demise and to their sad destruction. But we... We have a reason to sing. The ransom of the Lord shall return to Zion with singing. We will sing. We must sing. We can sing. We always sing. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for everything your word teaches us. But we, we certainly thank you for how you have revealed your Son to us through your word, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one whom uh, there is no other name given by which men must be saved, the one who has done for us what we could not do for ourselves, atone for our sin, that we might have pardon and live in right relationship with you. Oh God, we thank you for the Lamb of God, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the powerful hand of your protection around us and the powerful display of how you have defeated our enemies and one day every nook and cranny of that defeat will be realized in history 
when our Lord returns for us once again. In the meantime, Father, we sing, and forever and ever we will sing, for you are our God, and you alone have saved us, and so we love you. For we pray this in Jesus' name.